Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. I want to look at it for our foundational scripture here this morning. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34. Awaken to righteousness and sin not. Wake up to righteousness and sin not. Turn to two people and tell them, wake up. Not just wake up, wake up to righteousness. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, would guide us all. Guide us today in your word. Lord, we ask that the light bulb comes on, that, that the spirit of truth would open up the curtain, that, that revelation would flow in this place, Lord, that we would not be just hearers of your word, but Hearers and also doers be able to understand and comprehend your word so that we can become doers of your word, Lord. And Lord, we're careful to give you the praise for the fruit that's born here today. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. When you see that, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, it says, Awaken to righteousness and sin not. Well, what, are you, what is your focus? What do you see there? What do you look at that in that statement? What really stands out to you? Is it the waking to righteousness or is it the sin not part? Now, if you've been in town, around towns, sometimes you get in some churches that have legalism. You know what I'm talking about? They're really good about telling you the sin not part. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They always point the finger, the self-righteous. Do you remember the, the Pharisee and the, and the publican? And Jesus gave this parable about this Pharisee, and he prayed to him. The Bible says he prayed to himself. The Lord wasn't even receiving this prayer. He says, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like this publican over here. I, I tithe. I give my tithe. I give tithe on my birthday money. I give tithes. I do everything. I help everything. I, he's naming all the things that they, he has done well, self-righteousness, but he says, I'm sure glad I'm not like this publican over here. And this publican says he couldn't even look to heaven, but he beat on his chest. And he said, Lord, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, who went away righteous? Who went away righteous? You're not righteous if you're self-righteous. And that's what legalistic people do is they love to point out sin and tell and brag what they're doing. We do this, but they turn around and they tell everybody else, and it's like they take the Word of God like a rock and they just throw it at people. It's like they're looking out a window and like, okay, who can, I, who can I condemn today? And we're not to do that. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world. Are we supposed to be following like Jesus? But why do we condemn others when we can set them free? So right here, I want you to see the emphasis on this Scripture is wake up to being right, to being righteous with God. Wake up that your righteousness and sin not. And let me tell you what, when you get a hold of that, when you really understand what righteousness is, that it's not self-righteousness, that when you understand that Jesus is your righteousness and he's the one who made you righteous, and when you're born again and you're, and you're washed by the blood of the Lamb, 
You become the righteousness of God. Not by your sweat, not by your efforts. You can't work your way into righteousness. The only way you can become righteous is through Christ Jesus. But I think what a lot of the church does today is they are trying not to sin so they feel righteous. <laughs> righteousness is not a feeling. People are trying not to sin so they feel righteous. You know what? Have a conscience of you being righteous. And when you become a, have a conscience of being righteous, you'll quit walking in that sin. But if you always have a sin conscience, now let me say this right off the bat. You have a conscience when you're born again, God puts a new nature in you. It's called Conviction. Let, let, let me get that straight right now. When I say sin conscious, I, I'm not talking about we do away with, uh, we don't have to worry about sin. No, you have a new nature inside of you that doesn't agree with sin because it's the God's spirit that's down inside of you. And so you don't want to receive sin. And so you, you, you do have a conscience that you can sin. But here's the thing. I'm talking about the consciousness that leads you into condemnation, shame. Guilt, unworthy, inadequate, inferior. I'm talking about all you think about is how you miss the mark. You raise your hand, you say, Lord, I, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you by the blood of Jesus that you have paid my sin debt on the cross fully. And then you walk out of here saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace. You used to be a sinner saved by grace on this side of the cross, but now on this side of the cross, you're the righteousness of God. Amen. When you grasp a hold of that, it's going to set you free. Because it's not, it's not about your works. It's not you trying you try to do good so you'll feel righteous. Righteousness is not a feeling. Let's look at, uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 21. First, let me, let me put a statement up there, Sam. Our righteousness is from Christ and Him alone. No other way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way, other way to the Father but through Him. He is the only way. He's the one that makes us righteous. You know, when God looks at you, he sees you hidden Christ. Jesus gave his righteousness, righteousness to you. Let's read this. 2 Corinthians 5.21, New King James. For he, talking about God, made him, talking about Jesus, who knew what? What did he become? To be sin for us that we might become what? In who? In Jesus. We might become the righteousness of God simply because of what Jesus did. See, you had a sin debt. It's like a credit card that you couldn't pay. You pay making a minimum payment on it, and that balance never goes down. That's what your sin debt was like. And so God comes along. He sends Jesus as the mediator. as our He, he who knew no sin was perfect, the perfect Lamb of God, Remember John the Baptist? Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So he who knew no sin took your sin. So he took all of our sin debt, took it, 
in exchange gave us righteousness. Praise God. How one-sided is that? How do you, did you have to do anything to earn that? All you have to know is understand it, that Jesus Christ is the only way. And so when he, he bore our sins on that cross, it says, the Bible says, nailed him to the cross. And when he did that, we became the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for Jesus, for, for enduring the cross, for the joy that was set before him. You know what the joy was? You. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For cursed is the man who hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, us. And if we are in Christ, we are Abraham's sins and heirs according to the promise. We're the righteousness of God and now we have rights. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forgetting all his benefits. He cleanses of all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. Who said that? A pastor said that? No, God said that. Through David. Hebrews 4.16. Let's, let's, let's read that. Let us therefore come boldly. Everybody say boldly. To the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Now, here's what I want you to catch. If you, have a, if you primarily have a sin conscious, that's what I mean. You know what I mean by this sin conscious? Not, we're trying to get you righteous conscious. Awaken to your righteousness. But if all you think about is, woe is me, you know, I'm just a little worm in the dirt. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That I, you know, if, 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 if you always see yourself as unworthy, the devil will beat you up. Not today, Satan. You know how you can say not today, Satan? Wake up to your righteousness. If, if you have that kind of mentality that you, your propensity is like, you know, well, I'm just always messed up. I always miss the mark. I, and you always, you know, the devil reminds you of your past. If you do not wake up and see yourself as the righteousness of God, as not what you did, not what you brought to the table, it's what Christ did. If you continue seeing yourself as that, the devil will mess you up. He's going to trip you up. And you're always going to be in condemnation. So, here's how you might read this verse right here. Let us therefore come timidly. No, it says boldly, right? Let us therefore come timidly to the throne of judgment. Grace. And maybe, just maybe, we'll obtain mercy and grace to help in our time of need. We're to, what does God tell us to do? Come boldly. Come boldly. You know, my, my, my kids, they, they, they never knocked on the door. You parents know what I'm talking about? They bust in that doorway boldly. Why? Because they're, they're our children. See, when you become the righteousness of God, <coughs> excuse me, 
You're God's children. You're in right fellowship with God. What Adam lost in the garden, Eden's back restored with you. You're, you're in one with God now. You're in relationship with one with God now. And it says you've been adopted in the family of God. You're children of God. You're children, you're most, you're children of the Most High God. So my kids, they just bust in. Why? And they come in boldly. Why? Because I'm their father. And they don't come in begging. Right? They just ask. That's how your heavenly father. He wants to, you to do with him. He didn't say, you know, come in here timidly. Matter of fact, he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He said power, love, and sound mind. He wants you to walk in boldly to the throne and what is it? Because when you're righteous, you're in grace. See, you got security that heaven's your home when Jesus is your righteousness. <laughs> you don't have security if you're self-righteous. You can't lose your righteousness if it's Jesus is your righteousness because, because Jesus is your righteousness, you're secure. But if you're self-righteous, you're going to lose it. Because that's not going to get you there. It's more than quoting scripture. It's more than coming to church. Listen, coming to church does not make you righteous. But righteous people come to church. Praying doesn't make you righteous. But righteous people pray. It's not the works that makes you righteous. It's Jesus Christ that makes you righteous. So he says, come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need. That you might receive help. How many of y'all need help? Now, what will keep you coming to the throne room of grace boldly? If you think you're not worthy. If you think you're inadequate, inferior. And if you have that kind of conscience of thinking, I've always missed a mark, then you don't understand righteousness. Awaken to righteousness and sin not. It will help you in your walk. Am I saying that you're not going to sin? No, you're going to fall. The just man falls seven times. But he dusts himself off and gets back up. Amen. Now, if you never, if you never have, if you never have a conscience of sin, nothing convicts you or nothing condemns you, you probably don't have the Holy Spirit in you. See, some people hear this message and they're like this. Oh, I'm under grace. Then can I use that to the liberty to sin? Paul said, forbid not. God forbid. You don't use that. So if you're never ever convicted about sin, let me get in this neighborhood, all right? If you're never convicted about it, if you don't, you'll know them by their fruits. Can't have fruit without a root. Huh? When God... When you're born again, truly born again, and receive Christ, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus, and he puts the fruit of the Spirit in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering. <laughs> but if you don't have no fruit, it's because you don't have no root. Remember this, Matthew chapter 7, 
there's people that came up to Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, we don't... Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? He says, depart from me, I never knew you. Do you know the Lord today? Then you're going to have conviction. What I'm teaching here this morning is don't be condemned by the devil. Wake up to your righteousness. Don't let the devil hoodwink you and think that you're all messed up. You're right in Jesus Christ. There's going to be times that you fall, but your heart will convict you. When you do, see, before you came born again, you, you lied. You lied. Didn't think a thing about it. But now that you're born again, you got the Spirit of God in you, it convicts you. Why? Because you got a new nature. And your new nature don't agree with lying. It convicts you. Praise God. So we don't go timidly, we come boldly, boldly. How does God see you? How does God see you? Let's look at Proverbs 28, 1. Let's put that picture up there. <laughs> the wicked flees when no one pursues. You're not wicked anymore. If you put your faith in Christ Jesus, you're not wicked anymore. You're not, that's not your nature anymore. You're righteous. Didn't we just read that he who became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God? He who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God? You're righteous because of Jesus Christ. It's his righteousness. Now, righteousness tells you to be what? Bold as a lion. That's how God sees you. The lion of Judah, the lamb of God, took away the sins of the world, but the lion of Judah is returning. Amen. See yourself as a lion. Because God calls you that. Just accept the way God says he sees you. That's all you got to do. Theologians make it so complicated. It's a simple gospel. Just, just receive what God says in his word. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear. Not today, Satan. I'm a lion. I'm righteous, not because of me, because the greater one who lives down inside of me made me the righteousness of God. When we were without due strength, Christ died for the ungodly. That's how much God loves you. We had nothing to bring to the table. It's so one-sided. Jesus paid our sin debt, and all we got to do is receive that free gift of righteousness. And when we do, Guess what? You're born again. Amen. Adam caused you to be born into sin. Jesus caused you to be born into the Spirit. Born again. When you become the righteousness of God, you have a new nature. Do you realize that? You have a new nature. That old sinful nature is gone. You have a new nature. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. 
Say amen when it's up there. Paul, an apostle of the Jesus of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the sinners saved by grace who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. Is that what it says? See, you were a sinner by you were a sinner saved by grace, but no longer you have that sin nature. You now he calls you saints. Your saints turn to your neighbor and say, "Hey, good morning, saint." Some of y'all are speaking that in faith. <laughs> Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter five. So you're not you're right with God. Just let it go. Let condemnation go. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus who walks not after the flesh, but in the Spirit. The Spirit of life has set you free. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? You know what that says? I read that in the Greek. It's a new species. You're, you're, you're a new creation. What's the old creation is, 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 is people who are, have a body and have a soul, their mind, will, and emotions, but their spirit is dead. But you, when you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, you know what makes you different from the world and gives you a new nature? Paul said it like this. I pray that the Lord may sanctify you, preserve you of the coming of Jesus Christ with your spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. You're not a body. You're not your earth suit. We relate with this earth suit. We talk, we relate, we relate, relate physically. But the true you, your true identity, and what God looks at is your spirit. This, is, this earth suit is perishing. But praise God, when the rapture takes place, and the dead in Christ will rise, and we will meet them in the air. We're gonna get a new body, and our listen, and our our mind, our will, our soul, it has to be renewed with this Word of God. See, right now, what's happening is is your flesh and your own man, because it had identity before you came to Christ, is, 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 is worn with your spirit. And say, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I believe all this. Even though he read it verbatim right through the scriptures, I don't know if I believe all of that. That's, that's like two brothers. The old flesh, that's the older brother. But now you got this new spirit. And whatever your feet is going to whip the other. Walk in the Spirit won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you won't beat this old brother up, the old flesh brother. You're going to have to feed the Spirit brother. And they're all, both of them, your spirit and your flesh are after your soul because your soul is what makes the choices. So what you need to do is get your soul and lined up with your spirit. Spirit's perfect. Third of you is perfect. Did you know that? When you go to heaven, God's don't have to do anything to your spirit. To be absent from the body, present with the Lord. Your spirit's perfect. That's the real you. And your spirit will ne never lead you into sin. 
What's leading you in your sin is your old flesh. Your flesh, listen, I don't have to talk to my flesh and tell them, hey, I want to sit on the couch all day, and I want to eat popcorn, and I'm going to watch TV for 12 hours. I don't have to talk my flesh into that. It just does it. It wants to do that. Do you all have that happen sometimes? So you got a new nature. Old things have passed away, that old you. It's not you no more. Remember what, you might remember what Bub and Brent talked about? Bub talked about the fear of the Lord. He says that, that we were once dead, but now we're made alive. We were once dead in our trespasses, but now we're made alive in Christ Jesus. Remember what Brent preached last week? Insecurity. How do you see yourself? What do you want? Wake up to righteousness or sin not. What do you see yourself as? Grasshoppers? Yes, we're a royal generation. Priesthood. A chosen generation. That ought, that ought to make you throw your shoulders back and say, praise God. Let me tell you what's keeping you. Religious thoughts will keep you in bondage because of religious people that always come along and says, you know what? Don't do this, don't do that, don't do if, all, if that's all your emphasis is on, that's, 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 that'll lead you to self-righteous. You'll be like that Pharisee that sits around and says, I don't do this, and I don't, I don't smoke, and I don't chew, and I don't hang with those that do. <laughs> you want to be set free? Wake up to your righteousness. This helping anybody this morning? You have a new nature. Praise God. You know, there's this story about this woman. She's driving her car along the road, and she sees this snake laying on the side of the road, and someone hit it, and it's all banged up and wounded. And so she pulls over, and she has compassion on the snake. And she pits it, pits, picks it up and puts it in her car, brings it home, puts it in a box, and begins nursing it back to help, begins feeding it, you know, wraps it up with bandages and, Gets it all for weeks there, just taking care of it and just, you know, really showing compassion to this snake. And then one day she's in there to feed it, and the snake just reaches over and bites her. And she goes, why did you do that? I've taken care of you. I bandaged you up. You were, you were here, and you were going to die on the side of the road, and I've done all this. I fed you, and I nursed you back to health. Why have you done this? And he goes, well, you know, when you brought me in, I'm a snake. This is nature. You don't have that nature any longer. Praise be to God. Amen. See yourself as right with God. I'm going to read a few scriptures here. I didn't put it on the board, but I'm going to read them here real quickly. All right. For sin, Romans 6, 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion, over you, for you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Self-righteous, you're under the law. Righteous, you're under grace. I like what Jerry always says, grace took my place. See, the law is good, but it can only point out sin. We're going to learn about this next week. The law 
had no power. It, it, it gave you nothing to, because it didn't give you a new nature. It just pointed it out. The law just showed, okay, this is sin. But it gave you no power because it gave you no new nature and you couldn't overcome it. Proverbs 15, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteousness. Isn't that great? He hears your prayers. Do you understand God hears your prayers? And John says, it says that, and this is the confidence that we have. If we ask anything according to his will. What's his will? You want to know the will of God? Know the word of God. For his word is his will. If you ask anything according to his word, according to his will, he hears us. Praise God he hears us. When you're praying, aren't you glad that God hears you? And he will give you the petitions that you desire, that you ask for. Can't do that if you're in condemnation, if you're in shame and guilt. and you Because you won't come through. You won't come boldly. You won't, you won't ask. You have not because you ask not. First Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Isn't that great? It reminds me of the prodigal son, the story in Luke chapter 15. Jesus said there's a man who had two sons and one of them, one of the youngest sons says, hey, give me Give me my inheritance. Give me anything that's coming to me. And he left his father. He left his home. And he went and he spent it on prodigal living, destructive living. He spent it all. And the Bible says that a famine hit the land. And he began to be in want. So he hooked up with a foreigner do not be unequally yoked. Start taking care of pigs. You know, Jews had no dealings with pigs. They're unclean. Shows you where he went. Downward spiral, right? And he's in the pig pen. You ever been in the pig pen of life? And he sees the pigs eating these pods, and he's so hungry, he's like, I would gladly eat what they have. But the Bible says when he came to himself, where did he come to himself? In the pig pen. You ever been in the pig pen? And he says to himself, why am I starving here when I have a father who has servants and they have bread to eat? He says, so I'll, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. Ooh, catch that. Not just him, not the Father. Sin in heaven in you. And make me like one of your hired servants. For I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. It's that sin consciousness. I'm not worthy to be your son. So he starts heading back home. And from afar off, the Father sees him. You know the eyes of the Lord running to and fro from the earth? Searching to show himself strong. 
And when he was a long ways off, the father ran to him, hugged his neck, kissed him. And he began that rehearsal. You remember? Father, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. Make me like one of your hired servants because I'm not worthy to be your son. And the father ignored him. Didn't even listen to him. Said, get the fatty calf. <laughs> Go get the best robe. The best robe. The righteous robe. Go get the ring and put it on his finger. He belongs to me. See your seal until the day we redeem. Put the best sandals on his feet. And let's go kill the A5, right? Wagyu, A5. Brent Phillips. For my son was lost, now he's found. He was dead, and now he's alive. It's a picture of us. You don't want to be the elder brother in that, in that same sense. This son of yours. We're all like the younger son. Lost without a Savior. And look at the works he was going to do. I'll be your hired servant. I'll, I'll be a slave. He ignored that. All he had to do, all he had to do, what, what did all he had to do? Go home. Go home. Stand to your feet here this morning. Some of you just need to go home. Some of you have been letting the devil, you, you don't even know about your righteousness. You're right with God. The devil is accuser of the brethren. He'll tell you about your past. He'll tell you how you missed your mark. But that's not your nature. We just read that, folks. You're righteous. Amen. You're the righteousness of God. Just go home. Come boldly. Bust in like my kids did, right? Come to the throne room of grace in your time and day. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.